0: Hello and welcome to the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom.
1: I'm Zach.
2: And I'm Travis.
0: And we're going to be talking about a busy week in DC TV. Um, I I think this is a record eight DC TV live action shows this week aired. Supergirl, I, Zombie, and Lucifer on Monday. Flash and Black Lightning on Tuesday. Krypton on Wednesday. And Arrow and Gotham on Thursday. I'm pretty sure that is the the most ever. We've had seven a couple times. But eight this week. Uh, That's a lot to get to. We won't be able to break down all of those shows. But we will start with Supergirl and get into spoilers shot through the heart. The show is back. We get to see Wynn and are introduced to his mom. Unfortunately, the Toy Man is no more. What did you think of this one, Travis?
2: I really enjoyed this episode, Tom, and I thought it was great to see Supergirl get back to a good start. I've been wanting a Wynn episode for a long time. We haven't seen much of it in this season, and I thought this was great. I thought Laurie Metcalf was great as his mother. I wasn't sure at the start if she was going to be good or evil, and it turned out nice. I'm glad that Wynne has a good relationship with one parent, and I really enjoyed the scene where she told Wynn about his father, Toy Man, running him off the road. I thought that was a great scene between the two of them, and I just really enjoyed this episode.
1: Yeah, this was a, a great coming back party for Supergirl. There was even real partying with karaoke and everything. Um, but yeah, this this episode worked pretty well for me. I'm I'm always happy when we have a lot of win. Now, if we could get some Guardian action at some point, maybe, but I, I won't complain when I've gotten more win than I've had in a long time. But yeah, the, the interactions with his mom were great. Uh, the side story with John and his dad and like losing his memory and everything, that was really cool. Um, the mon and Supergirl stuff worked pretty well. And then the beginning with like the flying monkeys was actually one of the best like action sequences i've seen in quite a while from any of these shows which is weird because it's like what did supergirl say it was like a two on her one to ten scale of how actually serious it was but it
0: it i don't know it just looked really cool i was really glad to see more from when we haven't seen much from him this year really for a while so it was really cool to have a centered episode on him i second pretty much anything everything you guys said about his mom i was glad they didn't bring her in as the villain i'm glad she was the hero and really not necessarily hero, but a really rough story for her and just shows how evil Wynn's father was. I really like that. Um, John and his dad, I'm a little disappointed. We didn't get to know more of Mirren before we figure out about his disease. I wish he would been built up a little more earlier in this season. Uh, I like what we have seen from him, his brown water jokes and and that kind of stuff. But I, I wish we had gotten a little more from him before, before we're dealing with this. It feels like he was brought in just for this story. But still, it is a it is a very real and compelling story that they are telling between them.
2: Yeah, that was sad to see the decay of his mind, and I wonder how many episodes this is going to take to play out. And what Jan's going to do is he going to go off the show for a while, or is he going to find somewhere for his father to go? I also got a little problem with Guardian. How did he not suit up like James? Why did he not suit up in the final act? I don't understand that and. Instead, he just flashed out his shield at one point. So I'm really getting like issues with Guardian. I want to see him out if he's just going to use a shield, and I want Morgan is and him to come back around in that storyline. We got a lot of episodes left to go, so I hope that comes to fruition.
1: Yeah, and there's not much of the like big overarching storyline got advanced in this one. You know, if you cut off the last 30 seconds of the show. You probably could have just
0: plopped it in in any season and and just been fine, right? And I, I had totally forgotten with this with Supergirl's long break. I would totally forgotten about everything that was going on with Lena and Sam. And I was like, oh yeah, that's where where that's where that's where Lena is. That's why James can't get a hold of her. Um, so I'm I'm glad to see more of that. But yeah, it was sort of a self-contained episode, but it was good enough and it put the emphasis on Win that I enjoyed it.
2: Yeah, same here. I just was, can't wait to see what's going to happen going forward.
0: Onto the flash, lose yourself. This is a very, very much going after the thinker episode, and Ralph and Barry have a lot of, a lot of arguments about the best way to handle that. What did you think about everything that went on with Ralph in this one, Travis?
2: Uh, I enjoyed some of it. I thought that they might have put too much in this episode for just one episode, but it's going to be sad not have to. I guess it's going to be sad not to have to learn that same lesson about Ralph another time this season. (laughs) But the final scene there where he said, you already saved me. That was that hit perfect for me. So I enjoyed this episode for the most part.
1: Yeah. I was a little worried like the first half of this episode, because it seemed like almost a carbon copy of a couple episodes we've seen that we've complained about where Ralph needs to learn a lesson and he already learned the lesson, but now he's learning it again. Um, but the second half really, really cements it. And like you said, it's a good emotional end for this character. Maybe not the end. We'll see. Um, I, I have a feeling that since he is the last meta whose body he possesses, that it's not going to be the end. Um, but yeah, there is a lot of good stuff in this episode. Most of it came in in the second half. And Killer Frost also loses her powers. So maybe that's the end of that storyline. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Right. Yeah, I thought I didn't feel the I thought it was it, it was a very good episode and especially at the end there. But I didn't feel the emotion. It, Ralph's death didn't really hit me because I just figured I I don't believe that they're going to get rid of Ralph. They spent too much time building him up this season to get rid of him. So I didn't really feel what the characters felt. But besides that, it is really cool and tricky. Everything that the thinker is doing and outsmarting everyone. That's led to a lot of things. I, I don't mind if Killer Frost, if Caitlin gets her powers back. Um, I think they could just give her some more dark matter and then she'll be back. I don't know that that's a that's a real problem. Uh, and also everything with Harry's thinking cap. I'm so glad I really like that. What Joe did and checking him out. He's a he's a smart detective. I'm glad he recognized that. And they had a real com- conversation about addiction and everything like that. That was really cool to see. Uh, and so, yeah, I really liked that almost better than the main plot.
2: Yeah, yeah Joe cop bad. Yeah
0: yeah right.
2: <laughs> there
1: is a i also made a note about something it's it's not really important but it's weird but iris like takes out her earpiece and it explodes and she's like oh i had cisco whip whip this up for me and i'm like so you just wear something that explodes in your ear all the time right next to your head like that's what the suicide squad is trying not to do all the time and you are just voluntarily doing this
2: <laughs> i know i had to say no i couldn't believe it <laughs> this must be a new thing you're just walking and red and you could not have told barry is what i had there right <laughs>
0: Apparently, it only goes off if you throw it really far. Otherwise, yeah, that yeah. seems a little reckless to go around with that in your ear. But it was kind of cool. And it was actually believable that something that Cisco and Iris would have done, uh, yeah. as crazy as it is, normally things like that. I'm like, really? I don't think that would have happened. But that sounds totally believable between Cisco and Iris.
2: I would have liked to see she have to press it three or four times rather than just <laughs> throw it abruptly at the wall. Because the way you flash, you can get thrown at a wall pretty quickly. Yeah. Just I, gotta be, I just would have liked to see some sort of James Bond style way to activate it. But it was still pretty cool to have that kind of explosion.
0: <laughs> we'll see that on the deleted scenes, I guess. Yeah. Elsewhere yeah we, we go ahead, Zach.
1: So yeah, we didn't we didn't get a lot more movement on, you know, we found out in the last episode that the thinker's wife is basically being drugged and doesn't know what's going on, so we didn't get any more on that, but I think that plus the the Ralph thing, I think both of those are gonna end up being the downfall of the thinker.
2: But will she know with Ralph like changing his face to DeVoe? How, how will she find out now? Maybe everything will go back to perfect, or maybe yep. all the powers will take DeVoe over. It's gonna be something's gonna have to happen to trigger her to go against DeVoe because she was just like hesitant before because he didn't look like DeVoe, and now that he does i think that she'll be right in love again so i hope he just loses control and that's what causes it
0: also we should point out how cool iris was in that action scene where she just stabbed herself to oh yeah uh, basically (laughs) to not get sliced up i thought that was really cool of her
2: great action line as well
0: yes elsewhere black lightning final episode the season finale for this year shadow of death the book of war lots going on here wrapping up the season what do you think travis
2: I enjoyed this episode, like the whole season. Uh, Bravo! I'm a big advocate for 13 episode seasons, especially for probably some of our uh, later properties like Arrow. But the black and white flashbacks were amazing, and I loved how Gambi and Tobias basically broke down the villains and told us who, what their names were, their cool names were, and the ones that were going to be involved in next season. And we got to Martin Proctor's storyline come to a head and he reminded me of a craft between General Wade Eiling and Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, we, we should mention that the those villains, like you said, it turns out Khalil it's, was named Painkiller. Painkiller was basically like the character Khalil is in, in terms of powers in the 90s Black Lightning series. And then we also, Lala was named Tattoo Man, which Tattooed, tattooed Man is a minor Green Lantern mm-hmm. villain. So I thought that was really cool that this show, even though it's started out very grounded, it's not shying away from comic book characters and, and even if it's doing their own little twist on it.
1: Yeah. Uh, this is, this was a really good episode, a really good end to a, a fantastic first season. And like you said, the, the 13 episode kind of constraint almost forces you to tell more concise stories and uh, there's no like filler episodes or anything like that. And I, I really enjoyed it and, um, it was cool, like you said, all the connections to these other comic book characters that they didn't necessarily have to do. Um, I also really enjoyed the flashbacks, like you said, Travis. I thought they gave a lot of... We haven't really seen a ton of Jefferson's father or interactions with him as a, as a kid, and it gave a lot of background to that. But then the the end where Gamby just like kills Proctor, I feel like that is almost a waste because I think they could have done a lot more with Proctor because we didn't really get him until close to the end of this season, and so it, I guess it just kind of goes to show how much maybe stuff, how ambitious they are with what else they're planning to do, because I feel like that could have been something that they, they dragged out for a couple seasons.
2: Well, yeah, they could have. But who knows with Martin Proctor's bosses, maybe they'll come to freedom yeah. after seeing everything that the follow from this. And also they set Tobias up quite well. I'm not sure what he has in that briefcase. We can talk about what he has. I don't know but it seems like it's something to control the metas that they've made or maybe to make more. And I thought that it was great the way normally either the bad guy wins or the good guy wins. But here we had the good good guys win and the bad guy win. And I thought that was a pretty cool way to end after season.
1: That's a good point.
0: Absolutely. This season showed the rise of Black Lightning and his powered daughters and also the the rise again of tobias whale and that's pretty cool i would have liked to see i think you could do more with proctor too but i also think he's kind of just a stepping stone to get to tobias and next year we'll get a lot more tobias from the start at least that's what i think they're going and him sort of taking over so i think that there's a ton you can do with that i agree with pretty much everything it was a, a really solid end to the season for black lightning wrapped up all the things you want and this show has been about the family from the start. So it was kind of cool to see all four of them standing around along with Kambi uh, at the end there and just talking about what to do. I thought that was, was kind of cool. And again, we got to see lots more of both Jennifer and Anissa in action. And so uh, just a really enjoyable and satisfying finale to the
2: show. Uh, Couldn't agree more. And I got a question for both you guys. How many episodes into the second season before jennifer is wearing a costume
1: um
0: uh four just six because. <laughs> six i don't i don't know um I, th- I don't think she's quite ready to wear a costume but it, it wouldn't shock me if comes back in the premiere and she's ready to be a hero it wouldn't shock me if she needs a break for a while and it isn't maybe towards the end of next season but i think we'll i, I would be surprised if we don't get it at some point next year
2: uh, I think that depends on the episodes the amount of episodes they have to make this- year, this next season, and I maybe I'm gonna say f- three <laughs> <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just random random guesses there, but i'm I'm definitely curious I think it could be, it could very well be early in the season like like a lot of us think there, so on to Arrow the dragon and we get finally really get a lot about Ricardo Diaz as he and Laurel two go on. This also climbing up the the crime the crime ladder for Diaz. What do you think of this one, Travis?
2: I enjoyed this episode. I thought it was pretty cool to see a Diaz-centric episode for the entirety. Uh, he had a rough upbringing, and we see his thinking and his focus is always the long term. But it's all really about self worth. He just wants to feel like he's not a loser, which is kind of sad when you think about it. But one of the things about this episode too, I thought this stuck a lot on Diaz, which makes me think that he's not gonna go away by seasons in. He's gonna be into the next season. And another thing that stuck out to me was the quadrant. I've been reading the Green Arrow comic now and it kinda that's kinda similar to the Ninth Circle to me. So I see some sort of things going forward, like the comic book run, so I'm really excited. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I wonder if they could almost set up Diaz and Star City being the the main plot for the rest of this season. And then perhaps next year we get more about the quadrant and, and the other branches. I think that would be really cool. Like you said, with what's going on in Green Arrow right now in the comic books, I think that would be cool. Yeah, I, I agree with a lot of things there. Diaz was likable. I almost found myself rooting for him through. Well, he's definitely you're definitely rooting for him in this episode. Almost. It's totally from his perspective. The guy he's dealing with is much worse than him and you want to see him win out over him. And then, of course, at the end, it comes back, and he uh, burns that guy alive, and you, you lose any empathy you had for him. But other than that, Laurel, too, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with her. It was, It was cool. I thought she got some fun lines, and it was good to see the two of them in action. They did keep dwelling on her facial reaction when Diaz was torturing people and stuff like that, and it seems like she doesn't like it, but yet she didn't do anything to stop it which I understand she probably shouldn't want to tip off Diaz that she's not fully on board necessarily, but she also could probably stop Diaz on her own with her powers. So I'm not sure where they're going with that.
2: Yeah, I was the same way I wrote that we've seen that she doesn't have the stomach for it, but she didn't do anything. So maybe this is part of a redemption arc. I'm not sure. There's a couple of lines I love. I loved how she compared him to Zoom, that was a good little Easter egg. And I also love when Oliver's talking to Felicity at the end, and she's like, there was an explosion. And he was very nonchalant, like, yeah, I fired a grappling arrow and got out of there. And she just couldn't take it. I thought that was just a really cool reaction there. But I didn't, the B plot about Felicity and Curtis trying to get back on track, that was okay for me. <laughs> like, I was just, I'm going to be honest with you, I just, I just kept saying, give me more Richard Dragon. So, uh, <laughs> I enjoy that, and there's no coming back from burning that man alive. Like I agree with you there. So I just want to see what's going to happen going forward. And I think we're going to be left on an even bigger cliffhanger than we did in the last season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I like that this was a totally different episode. Then we've totally changed up the formula for arrow. We don't see, we get a brief look at green arrow on TV about 15 minutes in maybe. And then we don't see Oliver until he gets that one scene at the end there. I thought that was really cool to change up the formula, and it was showing it from the villain's perspective, and I really enjoyed that, and trying something different, and I I really liked that.
2: I hope the listeners will correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think we've ever seen an episode like that completely on the villain, minus the Legends of Tomorrow episode with Legion of Doom, but that was just as much comedy as it was seriousness. This was total serious, building Richard Dragon. So I, thought, I think that he's going to be a prominent figure in the second season because why waste episode 19 of your season when you only have 23, so you have three more, four more to go? Why, why waste it on a full villain episode unless he's going to be way more prominent than we think? So I don't think he's going to end at the end of the season, which is pretty cool.
0: Possibly, although you could also argue that we have seen so little of him up to this point that they needed one that really focused on him before we get to... The finale but yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't be disappointed if he carries over into next year
2: that's true that's true
0: last up krypton house of zod which not surprisingly focuses a lot on the house of zod including a big reveal what'd you think of this one
2: oh i love this episode i thought it was such a cool explanation for the family of zod about their honor and the flashback scene with Jaina and her brother Going up the Ice Mountain, I'm calling it now. It was the best flashback scene of the DC TV shows I've seen. So I thought that was great. And we get a little bit more advancement on the storyline. And we see that uh, Nyssa is the one that I think is the most calculated of the group that we're seeing here.
1: Yeah, I agree. This was a a really good episode. Um, If I'm honest, Krypton, it has gotten better than the first few episodes i was a little worried more worried in the first few episodes than i am now i'm, I'm liking what they're doing so far the the flashbacks with Jaina and explaining some of the you know motivations behind the zod family and why they do things they do that was really great um the one part that maybe it stumbles and it's just more more from krypton of having to wait to see how much they build it out is the introduction of cythana or Scythonites, the the ice goddess and her followers so now we have like three different like lower groups that don't have ranks that are doing things so i i I don't know we have to like figure out how all these fit together um and stuff and we didn't get any any more stuff uh with Rao, which i was hoping for but um they've got a lot to to build on they they're building a nice base that they can kind of build up different myths and stuff on so so far i'm still really liking it
0: yeah they do have a bunch of different storylines that are juggling and i think i've like i've liked all of them but this one the end reveal of this episode really showed me where they're going to go going forward. And with it being the mid season, you know, halfway point, they wanted to do a big reveal and they did. So I think this shows us where the show is going to go moving forward. It gives us a little bit better idea with Colin salmon being revealed as generals odd from the future coming back. That was crazy. Um, you know, so that shows there's multiple time travelers out there. Anything is possible on this show. Uh, and I think, you know, I could definitely see Zod working to stop Brainiac as well because he doesn't want anyone to destroy Krypton. So I I thought that was a really cool reveal and really can propel this show in this, to the second half of the season.
2: Yeah, and it does set up an interesting dilemma for Seg because we kind of need this to happen in the story of Krypton. Like, we need the planet to blow up. We need Brainiac to take Candor City. And we need that happen for superman to come about the greatest hero of all time so how is he going to react when he has to find out that his city his planet has to explode so this is just great storytelling i just can't wait to see what's going to happen going forward i wish we would have got to see what something to do with brainiac with the voice of rav but i'm sure that's going to happen coming forward
0: in the next couple episodes yeah me too yeah and i also want to see what is adam strange's reaction to zod uh you would assume he would know about him and so i'm just really curious how they're gonna juggle all that all the time travel that's involved now multiple time travelers how it's all gonna fit in it's uh it's exciting and they're definitely not shying away from superman mythology on this show
2: which is awesome this is their interpretation who cares in another 20 (laughs) years there'll be another one i don't just keep trying i love it (laughs)
0: yeah all right that is it for this week travis where can everybody get a hold of you
2: you can find me on twitter at travis underscore 156 just drop me a line and we can chat dc anytime thanks for listening and we will be back tomorrow